0: Hello and welcome. I'm Dan Mullins and it's great to have your company. Just before we, be- we begin this week's interview, I wanted to thank you for your incredible support. The download figures are amazing. We're going ahead in leaps and bounds and it's all due to your support. I'm most grateful, so thank you. If you're new to the podcast, this is a weekly discussion about the many pilgrimages that make up the Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James. These are paths across Europe to the Gothic Cathedral in Santiago de Compostela in the northwest of Spain, where we're told the remains of Christ's Apostle St. James are interred. I saw a sticker in a trekking shop this week, and it said, There is no Wi Fi in the forest, but we promise you will find a better connection. And it took me back to the Camino and a discussion I had with a fellow pilgrim about forest bathing the Japanese practice of heading out into the woods. It's proven to lower heart rate and blood pressure, reduce stress, boost the immune system and improve overall feelings of well-being. I also remember saying to someone, we can't underestimate as pilgrims the benefit of walking, talking, sharing and caring. So we'll explore those themes this week. My guest this week is the Canadian pilgrim, Gordon Dempsey, and I first became aware of Gordon as a pilgrim when he walked earlier this year with Mick McQueen, the former Australian soldier who walked the Camino carrying poppies to commemorate the lives of Australians who died in the war in Afghanistan. Mick is my guest in podcasts 11 and 24. Gordon Dempsey is on the line from the Camino. Pilgrim, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Firstly, where are you? I am currently in Saria, so just a little over 100 kilometers to go. Okay, so uh, it's
0: it's November, third week in November. What's the weather like?
1: It's about three degrees at the moment, so it's a little chilly.
0: Is there snow on the ground?
1: No, I have not seen snow. There is snow in the mountains, Uh which had me a little concerned as I was approaching Ocebrero. But no, we'd had a beautiful day to cross. So so no
0: snow even Ocebrero?
1: No, not at all.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, so what time you, What time is the sun going down in November?
1: Uh, it's getting dark, too dark to walk at a 7 o'clock. And what about... You can still...
0: Yeah keep going and, and what about sun sun up what times the sun coming up
1: about eight o'clock okay
0: so so if, so if you're heading off at six you got two hours of uh, of walking yes in the dark
1: so so i, I have uh, yeah Go, you, you, i don't you, mind walking in the dark
0: yeah yeah it's in- interesting isn't it um i actually well, i have very very fair skin So the hours that I can do in the dark (laughs) means that I'm not in the sun, so it doesn't bother me at all. So, But I have to concede I don't know a lot about you. Um, We were introduced, as I said, through our mutual friendship with Mick, yet we have one thing in common, that is we're pilgrims of the Camino de Santiago. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Gordon.
1: Uh, Well, uh, as you have mentioned, I am Canadian. I come from Calgary, Alberta, which is in Western Canada. We're... uh, relatively close to the mountains sorry for the traffic noise not at all Uh, i uh i work primarily in the it sector when i'm working but uh, the calgary economy is recovering from a bad downturn so i find myself out of a job and uh camino beckons. So, so
0: so how many So, so how many times have you walked the camino i mentioned earlier that you walked with Mick.
1: This is my second time. So I started in May of this year, fell in love with it, and decided to come back in October.
0: And and so this time around, how far are you walking?
1: I actually, the first time I started in Saint-Jean, Pied-de-Pas, this time I started in Bayonne. So just a couple of days further back, and a different route to cross the Pyrenees.
0: Right, so... So you didn't do the traditional route across the Alps. You you, you, you went further south, didn't you, then? It's further north. Oh, further north. I see. Okay, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's the Camino de Baztan, because it goes through the Baztan Valley. And instead of one major crossing, like the Napoleon route, this uses three different uh, paths to get over the Pyrenees it's still pretty arduous but it's not the same as doing the uh, the napoleon route
0: and, and so when when gordon went what what date did you start there and cross from bayonne because you must surely have seen snow on the pyrenees
1: absolutely not it was uh, in the high 20s low 30s crossing it was absolutely beautiful weather it, everything was green and lush like it was the middle of summer
0: that's amazing. I think most most people would have thought that you would have experienced really quite treacherous conditions. You're saying that it was really beautiful
1: it was gorgeous amazing. That was one of the nicest stretches of uh, the Kimmel I've ever watched, and I, to my I was. The
0: yeah, yeah, you had it to yourself yeah. So how long are you taking then to walk this Camino this time around from Bayonne to, and are you going all the way to uh, Santiago?
1: I am actually going to go all the way to Finisterre, And uh, I'm just taking the amount of time it requires. 30 some odd days now, and probably another five days to Santiago, and another three to Finisterre. I'm no particular time constraints.
0: How wonderful. How mu- How wonderful. We, we are having difficulties with the connection, but we'll push on. How much are you carrying? How heavy is your pack?
1: I start with about seven and a half kilo. And I've switched out most of my gear now because prices for hiking equipment in Spain are very reasonable. <sighs> So I think I'm up to about eight and a half kilo.
0: What's the first thing that you pack in the backpack?
1: First thing? Uh, probably my clothing for the, for the route.
0: What could you have left behind? After you?
1: that, it's toiletries.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What could you have left behind, uh, do you think?
1: Uh, can I tell this by way of anecdote? My first day, I had uh, what I had thought would have been a nice lightweight jacket. Turns out it was far too heavy, so I stopped briefly for just you know a water break and have a little snack. The place I stopped, a clothing donation bin, right there. <laughs> I went back, found all the stuff that I thought was too heavy, and it's now in the good care of some needy. Family and friends.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so can I ask you now that you're 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 all the way through from Bayonne all the way through to uh, to Sia, uh Saria, What do you wish you'd taken with you?
1: Uh, as I watched, the weather has gotten cold, so a lightweight fleece I had to buy. Uh, a lightweight. Outer coat, I had to buy, but beyond that, I I packed well. But I, I've done this before, so yeah, I know roughly what's required. Yeah, so so so
0: let me ask you, and I ask everybody on this podcast: Are you a
1: spiritual person? Spiritual, yes. Uh, religious, no. So so. What, what
0: was your motivation for walking the Camino what, what, what took you to to Spain?
1: My first time, my mother had died in this year on January 15th. I had never heard of Camino before. And my aunt, my mother's sister suggested that we walk Camino, but she wanted to do the last 200 kilometers. I looked into it and started researching. And told her, no, if I'm going to walk this, I'm going to do the entire Camino Francaise from Saint-Jean. And uh, started making preparations. Did you train before you went? I like hiking anyway, so not particularly training. Uh, Where I come from, we have uh, what are known as the lands. Uh, which are very steep slopes in some cases, and I would go out and, and scramble around on those just to get my hill legs back.
0: What did you call them? The
1: badlands.
0: You just dropped out a little tiny. Uh, you just dropped out a little the bit, heart- Gordon. The, you just say it again. The badlands. Badlands. That's a Bruce Springsteen song. Exactly
1: what? It- yes, and you speaking of that part of the world
0: right so so tell us about the badlands why is it called the badlands and and what 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 is the legend what is the history
1: uh okay this is that's a big question dan the (laughs) badlands are (laughs) because this takes explanation they're called they're filled with what are called hoodoos h-o-o-d-o-o-s and they are um rock formations where you've got a chunk of denser sedimentary rock that covers lighter sedimentary rock and you end up with these little hills well some of them aren't little and everything else around them is washed away uh in the badlands is where a lot of the canadian dinosaur discoveries are coming from there's Incredible dinosaur skeletons in these areas. So that's the first T-Rex, I believe, was found in uh, the Badlands on the Red Deer River.
0: So, so if I'm looking, so uh, yeah. So, so if I'm looking at a map of Canada, where, where am I placing the pin to, to to put it in the Badlands?
1: Okay, so you'd be just east of the Rocky Mountains. That'll be Alberta. Mm-hmm. And south central Alberta. How fantastic. The Red Deer River. The Red Deer River is what you'd be looking for.
0: So I, I read somewhere this week that the Camino gives you a gift every day if you pay enough yes. attention to receive it. Is that a fair, a fair assessment, do you think?
1: I do. Um, Some are gifts that you want to receive. Some you need to, and they might not be nice, but you need them. I found that especially on Meseta. Uh, meseta can be very emotional, and uh, it got to me a couple of days, but I needed to have those days.
0: What What's the Meseta like in November when it's not quite so hot? What was it like for you this, this time around, crossing it a little bit later in the year?
1: Uh, Not that it's terribly crowded with pilgrims anyway. It was pleasant walking weather because it gets up to 15 degrees during the day. Sometimes it's almost to the point where you're stripping down to a t-shirt and shorts. Uh, Beyond that, yeah, it's stunning in its bleakness. Uh, there are no wildflowers to speak of, but it's still it's Meseta. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it is beautiful, and of course you'd have very few crops at this time of year as well. So fewer sunflowers and 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 less, and less none whatsoever. Yeah, and less green. I know we get a lot of time to think on the Camino. A lot of stuff comes and goes, and ultimately we feel a cleansing, don't we? A, yes. a, a sense of quiet. Yes. And you would have very much experienced that being on your own.
1: And it's, you know, I did start with a bit of a crew and, you know, come the first, you know, coming to Burgos, we started to break apart. So everyone essentially did end up walking on their own. You do, of course, meet people, have a quick chat and then move on. But, uh. It's mostly the evenings where you're spending time with other people. When you're walking, now it's very much alone.
0: Yeah, I, I, it, when it I is, walked, I called it Together Alone, which is beautiful because in the evening you can concertina, the, the group will concertina come and go like a squeeze box, but in the uh, evening you will come together. Yes. <laughs> I've read. I've re- I
1: did watch your concert of interest. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, well, it was a good gig. It was a good gig. I've written here, um, in my in my notes to speak with you. It's almost like as our outer effort increases, our inner struggle eases. Is that a fair is that a fair assessment as well? As our as our outer effort increases, our inner struggle eases. So, so the point I'm making is that as we get fitter physically, we also get fitter mentally. Is that your experience?
1: I would agree with, I would agree with that, but I don't know if the effort increases physically. I think the effort uh, decreases in a way because you are getting fitter. Sure, sure. And as that happens... You're also, when can, you know, <laughs> more pilgrims. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, and the, you know, as you get better with yourself, physically, also mentally, also spiritually. You know, you know, we come as a package. We're not any one particular aspect. So, you know, as you improve one, everything else improves.
0: Yeah, I call it a kind of slow meditation or slow tourism, and and I'm imagining that there wouldn't be that many people. Yeah, yeah. So so now here we are, the the third week in November. Are all of the albergues open, Gordon?
1: No, not at all. Uh, Majority of them are closed. Uh, I imagine from Saudi onwards, it'll be much easier, but sure. there have been days when it's been, you've got to plan ahead and make sure that the Alberta you're headed for is open.
0: Right. So you, so you're doing a bit of research ahead of, ahead. You're not winging it as I did.
1: Um, you know, to a degree I am winging it, but it also, you have to be careful of the fact that there is a lot that is not open.
0: I'm going to ask you some – yeah, yeah, go on.
1: Uh, October 31st seems to be the cutoff date. That's when a lot of them just – they close their doors and they're done.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm going to ask you some pilgrim questions, if I could. Um, of course. Are you having trouble sleeping?
1: On occasion, but the albergues are nowhere near as full. Sure. So it's not a matter of snores is it important Just adjusting some of the beds are comfortable
0: yeah yeah some are not. yeah 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 well that's that's part and parcel of the whole deal uh, and my apologies to our my listeners because there is a delay here and we're we're doing our best um you are after all uh, in Syria and I am in Sydney <laughs> it's important yeah. to re- it's important to remember
1: isn't it gordon that it's not a race absolutely not it's you know i do walk very quickly but this time you know, I, I can walk quickly, but as soon as I see something that I want to take a look at, I'll stop and just look around. The scenery is incredible. They're wonderful points of interest if you just open your eyes and look around and breathe. So uh, uh, in some of the hills, I'm taking it speed, but it's also worth just a pause and take a look.
0: So so do you know how fast you walk? If you if you're a fast walker. Uh,
1: how fast are you walking? My phone indicates that I'm averaging about 5 kilometers an hour.
0: Okay, yeah, that is fast, yeah. That is fast. Yeah, there are parts where you can do over 5, but just to average 5 is 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 fast, yeah. Should should we ask for advice if if I'm a pilgrim listening to this or if I'm somebody Thinking of walking the Camino de Santiago, listening to this podcast, should we ask for advice?
1: Good question. Um, I think that depends on the person, hmm. which is kind of a cop out answer. I'm sorry. No, no, good that. answer. Um, you know, I'm a very good walker. I. Was very intimidated by the thought of doing 800 kilometers, but I went basically blind the first time, and the first day from San Javier de Porte to Ranzavayas, I honestly questioned my sanity. Why in hell am I doing this? Because that's a that's a tough day. After that, I it was nothing but joy to walk Camino. It's, But it won't be the same way for everyone.
0: Are you good at giving advice?
1: I'm good at listening. Mm. And if I think there's something I can add to a conversation or someone's mood, then I'll offer an opinion, not necessarily advice.
0: Sure, because the very next line on my page here is that I mentioned earlier about sharing and caring and being a good listener is very important, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And it's also wonderful to have somebody... Part of Camino is the ability to share stories. Uh, And someone who's got a willing ear is extremely important. Uh, And I think I've gotten more from Camino by listening Mm. and being able to tell my story. Yeah. But probably more from listening. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do do you keep a journal?
1: I do. Not a daily one. I, you know, will scribble when I feel there's something that I want to get out or just something that has happened that was memorable. Then Mm. I'll pull it out. I've just got a little pocket journal that I'm carrying.
0: Do you listen to music when you walk?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, Not with earbuds, though. I've got a little Bluetooth speaker that I have hanging from my pack. Nice. So that way way I've got the environmental noise as well, so I can hear the bird song. Yeah. Hear the sound of my feet.
0: Yeah. What about, okay, sticks or no sticks?
1: I, I am torn. I started with two sticks. I'm down to one, and it's strapped to my pack. I'm not using it at the time. Right. So, I, mean, I do like the walking sticks, but I also like a staff. So, it, uh, Across Meseta, I like the rhythm of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's, it, it, that was like a
1: trance for me. It was magic.
0: Let me ask you, have you lost weight? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't think you can not to lose weight
0: (laughs) yeah and so has that influenced the the use of sticks not using sticks
1: no no i wouldn't say so i'm not an overly heavy person to begin with
0: right Um, yeah i read somewhere this week the pilgrims should prepare for the unpreparable for the the piece that i read it was actually a National Geographic, said, you'll cry and scream and shout and hate people, things and trees. You'll essentially be given a crash course in what it means to be human. But, the piece said, enjoy the hell out of it. And I think that's that's perfectly put, isn't it?
1: There's a lot of truth there. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Had there been somebody around for me to hate, I probably would have. But, as I said... (laughs) But I did my yelling and screaming, that's for sure. There's just nobody around to hear it. That's right. So let me ask you,
0: you went the first time uh, in May of this year, and it was so fantastic that you decided to go back again. Um, Is this second time meeting your expectations that you had hoped it would?
1: It's exceeding them, because this is an entirely different Camino. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect this time around, except there would be less pilgrims, of course. Uh, But I came back partly for the people that you meet on Camino. And it's gone beyond my expectations. As always, the people are incredible. And even the locals at this time of year seem to be far more friendly to the pilgrims coming through. So it's it's quite the experience.
0: Tell me about the Cruz de Ferro uh, the first
1: time around. Okay, first time around, it almost sounds like you've gotten a crib sheet from Mick on this. Uh, Cruz (laughs) de Ferro was actually actually my, uh, my goal on the first one. I wasn't overly concerned about reaching Santiago. I did want to make Cruz de Ferro. And to be... My mother had died. Rather than bring a rock for my mother, I actually brought her false teeth and I laid them <laughs> at Cruz If they're still there, I couldn't find them. But yeah, my mother had a wonderful sense of humor and she would have laughed her butt off thinking that her teeth were there. <laughs>
0: I just think that is one of my favorite Camino stories. And Gordon, can I tell you that I was walking with my Camino family, we were all struggling and I thought to myself, I'm going to tell that story and everyone laughed <laughs> and people were crying and it was just magic and it was because... Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your story made us laugh and cry and 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 it was just wonderful uh and uh, yeah yeah leaving your mother's false teeth at the cruz de ferro is one of my highlights of my camino and telling that story with everybody expecting me to say you know what a terrible story but everyone just laughed and loved it so much oh great i'm glad to hear that yeah it is fantastic so 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 let me let me ask you you say that the the second camino has exceeded all of your expectations Would you go back again? I I mean, have you now got some sort of bug that you... you, you, Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And and so let me ask you this then. Um, Was there a highlight of the first Camino that you looked forward to experiencing when you went back?
1: I look for that one today. So I can't answer the question as to whether it was as good or as bad. But today we'll cross the 100-kilometer mark. Yeah. I have a bottle of wine in my pack. And that we will open at the 100-kilometer mark. Have a bocadilla con queso, some wine. And uh, see how the day progresses from there.
0: (laughs) So who are you walking with? Who is your Camino family this time
1: around? Uh, This time around, I've got Alba and Mar. Who are two Spanish ladies, and Rosa, who is a Korean. So this time it's uh, me, I'm the sexual minority. (laughs) And I've got three young women that I'm walking in.
0: And and, and yet you mentioned that you're a very fast walker. Are they happy to keep up with you?
1: Uh, We're not walking together, particularly? Yeah, okay. Well, so stop and, and, and wait for them in a town, have a coffee.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's one of the best feelings ever, isn't it? When you're sitting at that little table and you see your friends come around the corner, it's just magic. It's just magic. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, um, if someone's listening and they're thinking about walking, and, and certainly um, I've got a lot of feedback from people who say they appreciate the advice that pilgrims provide to them, what advice would you give to somebody thinking of of walking the Camino? Uh,
1: That's a tough question. Uh, Physically, bring a hat because (laughs) even at this time of year, the sun is raining, and the weather has been incredible. This should be the rainy season, but there's been very little rain. Uh, And be prepared be emotionally unprepared you know things are gonna get to you that wouldn't in your day-to-day life that little things will annoy the hell out of you for a day and by the so yeah you know, there's only prepared to be emotionally shattered. So how does that work
0: that works really well but 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 you said you know you did some walking through the badlands and you were physically prepared for your Camino how do how does someone listening prepare emotionally for those for those kind of things that they're going to experience
1: I don't know if you can but you have to be aware that it's going to happen sure Yeah. Sure. And, uh, and awareness is a big part of that And I found it happened to me far more on my second because there were so many, so fewer people that you don't, I didn't have the opportunity to distract myself with a conversation. Sometimes you're utterly alone for kilometers ahead and behind. Mm. So you're going to have things happen.
0: Yeah, I actually sorted out. I thought it was fantastic. I've written here, I saw on Facebook that you received a certificate for reaching halfway. Where did you get it, yes, Gordon? Do- because it's not well known. It was the first time I'd seen it. Um, uh, so you were in Sahun, I imagine. And Where and
1: what? Yes. Tell us that story. Um, there is an abbey that they're that they've rebuilt. And I had no idea about this myself until a companion of mine who was ahead sent us back. My certificate number was sixteen thousand five hundred and two. Mm. So it must be quite new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you get a certificate um, in okay, so so where exactly is the Abbey? I stayed with the nuns the first time last year. In the in the albergue, well, it's it's, it's a fantastic place to stay. Um, yes, and, and went downstairs to mass at seven o'clock and had dinner
1: downstairs. Is that the abbey? No, um, at the the ruins of the old cathedral. If you go uphill from there, there is it's a museum now, and I believe it was Cistercian. Yeah, it might have been capuchin but I think it was Cistercian, and it's actually it's a very good museum.:
0: Right. And they will issue you with this halfway certificate.: Yes. there you go. I didn't know that, and nobody uh, in fact, I, that's the first time I heard of it was only just yesterday doing a bit of research for this interview. All right, tell us about viana and staying an extra night. Why'd you stay an extra night?
1: Actually, at that point, I was mostly tired. Uh, you know, your legs get beat up. Uh, Viana, it's a beautiful little place. and I just, I really, I needed a day off and it was a great place to go and just kind of poke around and look. And honestly, Dan, at this point, it's a bit of a blur. I don't really recall what I looked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Things do tend to blend together. <laughs>
0: Let me ask you. I've only got a couple more questions, and I know it's very early. It's early in the morning there, and you, you've got a day of walking ahead. If I were to ask you, and, and you've only got one sentence to answer, how has the Camino impacted your
1: life? One sentence. Okay. Uh, Camino has given me some emotional liberation that I needed. There
0: you go. Have you ever met anyone who is not enlightened by walking the Camino?
1: I would have thought that at one point, but then that person has since decided they need to walk Camino again. Mm, So something took
0: So they are enlightened. Next question. Am I too old to walk the Camino? No.
1: No. i met uh, an 89-year-old woman who was walking from... I think she was walking from Copenhagen. Oh, my gosh. And she was not... Yeah, she was not a small woman either. She was carrying a few extra pounds and she was just having a wonderful time.
0: (laughs) And my final question, and this is for... No, no. yeah, Yeah, go on.
1: uh, So, is anybody too old? No. Are you perhaps uh, too physically unfit to do it? That's a different question.
0: Yeah, because my next question is, how hard is it really going to be?
1: It's... It's endurance. So if if you're willing to take shorter stages, I think everybody could do it, but you have to realize that this is endurance.
0: And be prepared.
1: Yes. And well, there's always the resources of being able to ship your bags ahead so that you're not carrying the extra weights. Yeah.
0: There's- yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Y- 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 and, and don't worry about what other people think, Gordon. Walk no, your walk no. your own camino. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. everybody walks their own. Exactly.
0: Well, look, I, I I know it's very early morning, and you've had a, you have a full day ahead of you. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And I'll I'll go back to what I said in the intro. It's been that, my absolute pleasure. Yeah, there's no Wi-Fi yes. in the forest, but we promise you will find a better connection. It's been a great. Pleasure to talk to you, Gordon. Much appreciated. Buen camino, my friend.
1: Gracias.
0: (laughs) Bye bye. Buen camino. Thanks, Gordon. Awesome. Buen camino. Gordon Dempsey, there, a Canadian pilgrim. We can't underestimate, as pilgrims, the benefit of walking, talking, sharing, and caring. It truly is a blessing. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, simply go to the podcast icon on your phone, click on search. Punch in My Camino, the podcast, and hit subscribe. You'll automatically receive each podcast as it's uploaded Tuesday night, Sydney time, Tuesday morning in the Northern Hemisphere. I'll be back again next week to speak to another pilgrim about their journey, indeed all of our journeys, on the Camino de Santiago. I head into the studio next week to record the song Somewhere Along the Way, the Camino song. More on that next week. Until then, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino.